It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 807 at News Talk WSB. This is Lawn and Garden, and I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful doing whatever you want to do in your landscape. Bringing in great guests like Ashton Ritchie from the Scotts Company this morning. And Ashton, right now, your most important job is not to talk about lawn grass. It is to pick a number between two and seven, because you will determine who wins the weekend prize pack. Let's see what we get. A family four-pack of tickets to the Peachtree Sports Festival, April 25th at the Cobb Galleria Center. A pair of tickets to the Fifth Third Bank Broadway in Atlanta's production of Pippin, May the 5th through the 10th at the Fox. And a pair of tickets to see John Fogarty in concert May 9th at the Arena at Gwinnett Center. This is a bunch of tickets here, big wow. social event. Wow, can I, so. rather than pick a number, can I just go make a call? No. You're going to the, okay, okay. Number, number three. That is Num- not legal for number three. to win. Number three to our contest line, which is 404-741-0750. 404-741-0750, and good luck. Don't forget, tomorrow you can pick up your Atlanta Journal-Constitution for a special report that exposes the secretive world of how Georgia colleges deliver justice in the case of alleged sexual assaults. And, assaults. and if you think that is not an interesting topic, then check with the ladies in your family who go to college right now, and you'll find they have some very definite thoughts about that. Beulah is in Locust Grove, Georgia, and Beulah joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Beulah, good morning. Hey, Walter, how are you? We're fine. How can we help? I'm just wanting to find out how far apart should I plant grapevines? Let me think. Are you going to put them on a, a trellis on a wire or something like that? Well, I'm going to put them on a harbor that they could run. Okay, and is the arbor going to be, how big is the arbor? Uh, it's it's about 30. Ooh. 30, um, if it's 30 feet from uh-huh. end to end, you could plant a couple, if not three, grapevines on that arbor. Is it a, one that's above your head, it's sort of square with posts in the ground? Is that the kind of yes, arbor I have, you have? I have posts in the ground. Yeah. And what goes between the posts? Um, I'm going to just put wire across it. Yeah. And how tall will the, uh, will the posts be? Taller than my head. Taller oh. than your head. All right. Mm-hmm. I would say two, maybe three. I think you'll be safer with two, and you'll appreciate my advice in about five years. Because if you plant, if you plant three, Beulah, that's really going to crowd things on that arbor, even though it's 30 feet long and looks really big and really bare when mm-hmm. you first plant the grapes. By three or maybe four years from now, you'll say, my gosh, where did all these vines come from? Oh. So that's why I'm saying two or maybe three. Okay. Your temptation, if you have a uh, four posts out there, is put one at the bottom of every post, mm-hmm. and then you will curse my name <laughs> in four <laughs> years because I let you do that, and I'm not going to give you advice to put four grapevines out there. I think you're better off with two, honestly. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for calling, Bill. That's always the question, Ashton, is how much do I need? How much seed do I need? And how much um, you know, spacing do I do between my tomatoes or my grapevines in Bueller's case or things like that? That's how you sort of look up things and learn by experience. And my experience on grapevines is they always get bigger than you think they will. 
That's kind of what they do. Don't you have grapes <laughs> down in Serenby where your house? Um, it's in a in a bottle. Uh, you have to pull the cork out. Oh, <laughs> that kind of grapes, <laughs> the liquid kind of grapes that Ashton has down in Serenby. Bill's in Decatur, and Bill joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Bill. Good morning, good morning, sir. Hey, how can we help? Okay, yes, sir. Uh, my mother's house that I grew up in, front yard is St. Augustine, and over the past, I would say, 40 years, there's an extremely large oak tree that has shaded out over half of the front yard. Got it. And the St. Augustine has just kind of fallen by the wayside, and I want to know something that would grow good in shade. You're talking to a guy who has almost the exact same question, same problem. I have crepe myrtles, a big crepe myrtle in my backyard that is uh, overshadowing the St. Augustine, has been doing it for three or four years. But fortunately, three or so years ago, I had a teenager who was looking for work. And I said, you go back there in the backyard and get some of this Mondo grass out of this clump that I have in a different corner, and you plant little sprigs of Mondo grass everywhere the shade from the crepe myrtle is cast. And now, three years later, Bill, it is getting pretty dark, pretty green. It looks like grass, but Mondo grass is what I've used as a ground cover to go where the sun just doesn't penetrate to make the St. Augustine grow. That's a good idea. It works so, great. So it's called Mondo grass, and you can, can you buy it in seed form? Yeah, No, you can't buy it in seed form. Honestly, if you go to any social occasion this weekend and just ask the people at the cocktail party or down at the uh, church or something like that, wherever a bunch of people are gathered, and just say, does anybody have any Mondo grass in their yard you'd let me divide? Bill, people will say, yeah, I got some over in the backyard. You go get it. I don't want it in my lawn. And you pick up, you just take a shovel and pick up big clumps of Mondo grass, divide it into pieces. There's usually, for every shovel full, there's probably a hundred little Mondo grass plants in there. And you oh, put wow. those about six or eight inches apart. That's what I made the kid do in my backyard, six or eight okay. inches apart. So, However, if Mondo there's no friends, you can definitely get some at Pike's Nursery. Yeah, Pike Nursery certainly sells Mondo grass. Certainly okay, does. okay. Well, I have no problem buying that from Pike. Now, is it a runner like St. Augustine? Not as fast. It is a runner, yeah, because those things that I planted initially, each one of the clumps is probably now three or four maybe inches uh, across. So it's certainly gone from one little tiny skinny plant all the way to three or four inches across. But as far okay. as St. Augustine, St. Augustine, you know that. It runs like crazy. Um, yes, sir. If it's in the sun, but it's not. So uh, plant, them, plant them about four to six inches apart. That's about right on the Mondo grass. I'm holding my fingers here in front of the microphone so you can see. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, so, I think I know the answer to this one. Yeah. Uh, azalea bushes that are well-established, one of them over well over six feet tall is huge. I can't even think about putting my arms even halfway across it. Mm -hmm. But is the rain what's causing these things to severely sag right now? Probably. I mean, we blame it on environment okay. all the time. Um, <laughs> The flowers should not be on the ground. I think my azaleas are all pretty erect, but there's some sagging because of the rain, the weight of the rain. Okay, it's just the weight of the rain. Walter, thank you very much this morning. I greatly appreciate it. Bill, we greatly appreciate your call. Thanks for calling. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. 404-872-0750, the number on Lawn and Garden. If you want to talk to Ashton Ritchie from the Scots Company, he is here. He is open, and his uh, business is advising about lawn grasses and fertilizers and things like that. Charlie is out in Carrollton, Georgia, in Carroll County, and Charlie joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Charlie, good morning. Yes, sir. What it is, I uh, appreciate talking to me. I've got a couple of buckets of uh, daffodils mm -hmm. on the side of the road. There's 
they're double blue and white. Yeah. Be able, I'm going to put them in uh, Gilmer County. Uh, is there any way I can bank those till they die back to make it easier to plant? No, you ought to try to leave them alone until the foliage has turned yellow on it. Do you have to do it now, or why is your why you're so rushed to do it? I've done got them out of the ditch, is on the ditch on the side of the road. Oh, and you already got them here. I think you got to go to Gilmer County in the next week and plant them. Well, just uh, they're going to be hard. Well, I'll plant them, but I'd rather you know if I could uh, mulch them somewhere, let them sort of die back, and be a lot easier because I got a lot of. I got a lot of bugs put in the ground. You could do that. Actually, he could make a, a ditch, sort of a little ditch about six inches deep, I guess, and just plant the daffodils side by side by side in this ditch that is drained somewhat and it, let them live there. Yeah, ho- uh, hopefully there's a lot of roots that came along with them and, yeah. uh, because, you know, you know, this is a time of the year where the daffodils are restocking that bulb. From uh, yep. the foliage is gathered in the sunlight and everything, and so once they turn yellow, then that's when you usually would divide them and, yeah. and, and plant them in the fall. But if you've already dug them up, yeah, you know, I would put them back in the ground. I would not just leave them to dry off or anything because they do need some sunshine. As Asher said, they're stocking up with energy to bloom next year, and I think it'd be a lot better to put them somewhere to hold them until you can get them planted up in Gilmer County. Would it be some kind of mulch be best to put them in? Some kind of mulch? No, I'd put them in the soil. So, okay. Just dig yourself a nice bed, and you know, it was me probably. I dig a bed about three feet by three feet, and take most of the soil out of it down to about two or three inches, and then put the put the bulbs in place with the foliage sticking out of the ground. Put more soil around it to hold them in place, and just leave them there until the leaves have turned yellow. How long does it take? Some kind of midsummer? That's what, June-ish? Yeah, towards the middle of the end of June, I would Yeah, I, I think it's going to be 1st of June. I think you won't have many leaves at all that are still green 1st of June, Charlie. Okay, well, I certainly appreciate you, your information. Charlie, thanks for calling this morning. Have a good day now. All right, another question about how far apart to plant. And, Jerry, if you can get your question out in about um, 35 seconds, <laughs> you can get your question answered. Hey, Jerry, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much for last week because um, that got me over there and I got a bunch of stuff. So I got two blueberries and yeah. two raspberries. So how far apart to plant them, um, please? All right. So with blueberries, and of course, uh, Jerry was at the Pike Nursery remote broadcast we had last week at East Cobb. So for blueberries, again, I'll hold my arms out here in front of the microphone. I'm thinking six to eight feet is about right. I mean, you can do it further than that if you want to, but I wouldn't crowd them up with each other. Why, why are you asking okay. particularly, Jerry? Why do you need to know this? I, I got I got to get them planted, and I okay. thought they only went about three feet apart. So I got a bigger got to find a bigger space. Yeah, they <laughs> they are pretty crowded at three feet apart. Blueberries, I don't know which you got the the high bush ones or the rabbit eyes, but my rabbit eyes, some of them are at least five feet wide. And so oh put them God. three feet apart from each other. They're going to crowd each other in between. All right, that's great. Thank you so much. What about the raspberries? Um, I'm planting mine about uh, 10 feet, I guess, Ashton. What do you think about raspberries? You had more in Ohio than I have done here. Yeah, we had the uh, the everbearing type. And, yeah. uh, gosh, I can't remember how far I put I think it. it's closer to 10 on the raspberries because they're just so vigorous, and they'll send mm-hmm. up sprouts here and yeah, there. Yeah, they're going to spread. They'll spread out some. So let's go 8 feet for the blueberries, 10 feet for the raspberries, Jerry. Jerry, I think Jerry has passed uh, into another channel somewhere. <laughs> it's 817 at News Talk WSB. You're listening to Lawn and Garden. 
This is Scott Slate, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Well, if you're looking outside right now, this is pretty much what you're going to get the rest of the day. A full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes, but at Ackerman Security, they say today the highs will peak in the mid-70s, often on rain showers throughout. And then tonight, the overnight lows are bottom out somewhere in the low 60s. And as I said, 10 minutes from now, you get the full weekend forecast from the esteemed Dr. Kirk Mellish. My friend Ashton Ritchie from the Scotts Company is here with us today. Let's see if we can get another question here from Anthony in Monroe, or no, done in Morrow. Hey, Anthony, good morning. Good Anthony. morning. Uh, I got one question about uh, centipede. Yeah, sure. Uh, can you tell me a good weed killer for centipede grass? Well, yeah. Once the centipede is up, it's really growing good. Then you can you, you just pick out a a a a weed and feed. I mean, a weed control that uh, says it can be used on centipede. Sometimes it uh, says weed control for southern lawns yeah. on the bottle. That's yeah, what it says. And, and that's a, but the main thing you want is the centipede to be growing good before you yeah. put it down. Do not put it out now. When okay. lawn grasses are greening up like they are right now in April, man, you can burn them up good with uh, with any kind of weed killer. So and, you and, have and, to wait till it's fully green. And don't forget to feed your centipede, but don't feed it too much. About yeah. twice a year. Yeah. Twice a year is fine. Uh, let's get, see, Pike. Get one that says, uh, it's, it's got to say it's full centipede grass on the bottom. we got to read the label. Yes. It's going to take a Absolutely. minute to pull the little label apart and read through it, but read it, and if it says can be used on centipede or St. Augustine you're good to lawns, go. Yeah, you're good to go. Turf builder would be fine, right, but Ashton had that advice just now. You only fertilize once or twice. Centipede really resents being over-fertilized, and so... Fertilize once or twice. And hey, you know, Anthony, you've got time right now to have a soil test done that will tell you exactly how much fertilizer and sort of how much lime it might need and all that kind of stuff. If you go to a web page that I set up for people just like you, Anthony, it's just called georgiasoiltest.com. It gives you details about how to do a soil test, how to send a sample to the University of Georgia. You enclose a check, and they work it out for you. And within, I think it's five or six days, you get a report back. And it says how much fertilizer you need, how much lime you need, sort of the scheduling for fertilizer for it. And it's really easy to use, and I think more people should use it, georgiasoiltest.com. Thank you very much. Have a pretty great-looking yeah, centipede lawn, never forgetting that the best weed killer you can possibly have is a full, vigorous, fast-growing grass in your lawn. If you've got Bermuda grass or fescue or zoysia or anything else, even St. Augustine and uh, centipede, if they're healthy, they do the best job being a, uh, a weed preventer, weed controller in the lawn. All right. Ashton Ritchie, it's been great having you here. I know you have to leave to go to a meeting right now, but if we needed more details about Scott's and miracle Grow and all those people, where would we look? Scott's.com. That's pretty easy. Yes, yeah, is that where that guy with the red hair and the big yeah, yeah, beard and he, he talks like he's from he, Scotland. He does talk. He's, like he's a from Scotland. Scotland. Yes. All right. So scotts.com will give you all the details. They have a lot of new things there. Put it in an app. Put it on your iPhone. On yeah, your Android yeah. little app about. Yeah, it's to, like having a lawn guru in your pocket. Somehow me in a pocket <laughs> sounds so appetizing right now. It doesn't sound so good there, Ashton. Well, we'll take away the app. The app goes in your pocket on your phone. Ashton Richie, great to have you with us. Thank you, my friend. All right. We'll see you soon. It's 827 and one half at News Talk WSB. Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery will be with us in the next half hour. Rob and Marietta, Dale and Buford wants to know, how can you use monkey grass as a lawn? Maybe we can work that out, too. All this coming up. Tracy wants to know about something eating the plums in the tree as well. We'll be back right after news.
the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 836, 60. It has not moved more than a degree from 63 degrees from the time I came in at 6 this morning to right now, 63.6 degrees at 836 on a Saturday morning. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia gardener, and I am here to help you be more successful. And where do you find success other than on this radio show? You go to any Pike Nursery around Atlanta, Georgia. Mickey Gasway is with me this morning. Hey, Mickey. Good morning, Walter. How it, are you? I am fine. It was great sharing the stage with you last Saturday at the East Cobb Pike. We had a Wasn't good time. That fun. It that was. was really good, and we get to do it again in May, the, the first of May, yeah, second weekend in May, or first weekend in May, something like that, um, here at West Cobb. So yeah. everybody's excited about seeing you here. How long will it take to drive from my house to West Cobb? How fast do you drive? <laughs> Not as fast as know. your husband. Are you going to get a ticket? Or, well, you know, probably an hour. But you're going to be so early in the morning, maybe 45 minutes. Maybe 45 minutes. I will set my alarm now <laughs> to wake up. All right, West Cobb, sometime the 1st of May, we'll be over there. We'll have more details. Like at, uh, eight, our, I don't know. Whatever, at first or second Saturday. If our, our websites. My website, Where's Walter, will say where I'm going to be. Yeah, I hope I take right. note and get there at an appropriate time. So, Mickey, we every Saturday this time, we announce the the, not the prize pack, but the pike pick. And so what have we got for the and pike again, pick? And this week, it's um, uh, Japanese maples. We had such a... Everybody wanted Japanese maples last weekend, so we decided to do it again this week. Yeah. And so we're excited. Japanese maples. And again, our sort of conversation to reiterate last week, because I said last week that I'd seen Japanese maples thriving in full sun, I've just seen more and more and more on my routes around town as I drive, thinking, that's in full sun. That's in full sun. I know. Well, sun. there's one right out here, and I think they've moved it in the middle of the summer, which, yeah. of course, is the worst time. But it was hot, and they moved it out by the road. And it's it's a veritas, and, which is a real dissected one. Mm, yeah. And it's doing fine. It's doing great. So, you know, I, I don't know. One of the things about being a gardener of, of my age, certainly you're too young to remember this, but uh, a gardener of my age is having experience with plants and learning as you grow in the garden. That's and right. used to be, you and I both would say, oh, Japanese maples got to have morning mm-hmm. sun, but shade in the afternoon. But I'm noticing them in full sun, doing fine, even the real thin, dissected little leaves on the Jap right. maple. So I'm, yeah, I think they're a much more widely uh, adaptable tree than you and I ever thought they would be. Too. I think I think preparing the soil so those roots can get out real quick. I think that helps a lot. So too. tell me what you would do. All right, let's plant a Japanese maple. I would I just dig it. One. I would dig a really wide hole, not a deep hole, no deeper than it's growing. But I would dig it four or five times as wide and probably till it. That's a great thing. Or at least turn over the soil, yep. add some planting mix with it, some sure start, and then plant it. And if the roots are um, bound around, if they're compacted, I'd um, you know, break those roots up a little bit so that it can get out. I'd put it in, I'd mulch it, but don't mulch it on the stem. Yeah. Keep it away from the roots. I mean, from the stem, but just mulch the roots. And um, 
have great luck with them. I mean, I've probably got 20 in my yard. One of my hints about any newly planted plant, including Japanese maples, is that when you water them, when they're newly planted, for the first couple, three months anyway, use a hose. Get underneath the tree and put the water right next to the trunk of the tree because the root system will not expand for at least a while. That's right. And it's going to be compacted right in there. Yeah. So you had to get it right in the right. Just pretend like it's still in the pot for a while. Do y'all have those gator bag things or something? We similar? did have them. I don't know if we still got them or not. I brought one the other day, got it on Amazon actually, um, and put a gator bag around a wolf eye dogwood that I had planted a couple uh, weeks ago. Boy, uh-huh. does it water it good. Just drip, oh, yeah. drip, 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 drip. Not that you really needed it. Or we didn't need it here. No. We've, I've had enough rain. Yeah, well, every day this week, pretty you much. You should have seen me out planting in the rain yesterday. I was determined I was going to get done. I was out. It was pouring down rain. I was just planting away. <laughs> that nice lady with the umbrella. was already worked up and everything. And I have uh, put some fertilizer out on my St. Augustine lawn. Other people have asked this morning, is this a good time to fertilize? It's a great time to fertilize Bermuda and Zoysia. They're just about all greened up, and this will be a fine time to do it before the rain comes to wash yeah, it down. My St. Augustine is great. Yeah. I mean, sure. it really is. It's looking good. I think it's good stuff. Any um, classes anyway, coming up, Mickey? Yeah, we have. We've got one today. Uh, it's on edible gardening in containers and in raised beds. Fabulous. So more and more people are going to that uh, with, you know, limited areas. So I hope that they'll come to that and hope they'll get out today and come to see me. So that's about, what, uh, 9 o'clock? 9 o'clock at nine all o'clock. the stores. Edibles and then at we're all the places. do it again tomorrow at 10 o'clock. And then we're going to do it again on Wednesday, and I think that's at one. All right, same so, thing. So they've got lots of chances to come and do it. If you have, if you need details about what's going on at Pike Nursery, if you need details on where their locations are and anything else about Pike Nursery, where would we look, Mickey? Guys, at PikeNursery dot com. Of course, I will see you next Saturday. Thanks, Walter. <laughs> Bye. 404-872-0750 get your garden question in we've got a bunch coming up so let's all go real quickly victor's in smyrna and joins us on lawn and garden hey victor good morning hey good morning thanks for taking my call um hopefully this is a good transition on the uh, <laughs> japanese maples okay i i have a three-fourths gorgeous uh japanese maple uh, it was with the house whenever we bought it. Yeah. And unfortunately, the previous owners planted it too close to the front sidewalk. And, of course, to get down the sidewalk, they shaved off the whole front side of the tree. Yeah. I want to know, can I take some of the really good and healthy limbs from a, another section of the tree, graft them onto the front of the tree, and how would that work out? You know, I'm thinking. I'm thinking right here that might work out pretty well, Victor. If you can bend them around mechanically, just pulling around so they point in the right direction, or maybe grafting. And now is a real good time for grafting. And if you've got time to experiment, sure, let's go ahead and try. I I, I tried pulling them around and even tying them a little bit, but the limbs are so stiff Uh, on it. That's why I was thinking about the grafting. And. one of the things, I have a friend named Norm Mitleider, and Norm is a expert in Japanese maple pruning, and he told me, he says, sometimes I don't prune one side or the other side to make it evenly, have even coverage on a tree, because I like my Japanese maples to have character. So mm-hmm. you could just leave yours alone, Victor, and say, this is my character-filled Japanese maple, and I know it's a little unbalanced to one side, but... Yeah, but, but all you see from the front side of it is yeah. just the trunk and these other limbs. Mm-hmm. There are no leaves on the front side. 
out yeah. of it, you know, that faces the street, which is, you know, I don't see that part very often, but all my neighbors do. Well, I have another <laughs> another suggestion. You just heard Mickey Gasway say that Japanese maples are on sale 20% off at all the stores today, so <laughs> think about that too, Victor. You can always just dig yours out and replace it with another one. I have about a million uh, other vegetation plants around here mm. <laughs> to take care of. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you don't necessarily have to go through all this rigmarole of grafting and tying and things like that. You can just put a nicely yeah. formed maple a little bit further away from the sidewalk this time yeah. and let it grow in place. All right. Well, thank you very much, Walter. Victor, it's great talking to you. Thanks for calling. All right. Bye. Dale is in Buford, Georgia, and she joins us. He or she both join us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Dale. Hey. Hey. Thanks for having me, Walter. Yes, sir. Well, I have a question. I have uh, a rather large yard, my son and I do, and we always have a problem with buying a lot of grass seed yeah. because it's so expensive. And uh, I have fescue. But I have an island around the yard that has monkey grass, sure. and I noticed it started spreading out pretty good. <laughs> and uh, it's like a thick, beautiful carpet of grass. Yeah. And the only problem is my wife doesn't like it because when you cut it, it leaves a little blonde tip on the top. And I'm thinking, hey, a lot of people pay a lot of money to have that done to their hair. <laughs> but uh, it spreads beautifully across the yard, and like I say, it's so thick, and is there anything wrong with having a yard of monkey grass? There is nothing in the world wrong with it. And I was at Gibbs Gardens up in Ballground this past Thursday, and they have this enormous bank on both sides of the bank that's covered not with monkey grass, but with mondo grass. It's a little second cousin that uh, looks like monkey grass, except a little bit smaller. And I thought to myself, boy, that is a great use of the mondo grass to keep erosion down, to look nice on the banks of this little creek that's running through it, Monkey grass is a little bit bigger than mondo grass, but certainly nature has told you what nature wants to grow in your lawn. It's not fescue. It's the more shade-tolerant plant. Well, and that's it, Walter. It stays green all the time, and uh, it even grows in the winter. I probably yeah. the only one that has to cut my grass during the wintertime yeah. because yeah. the monkey grass just keeps growing. It sounds like the only obstacle you have is talking to your dear wife about how the blonde tips are a new fashion statement for the landscape, and if you persuade her of that, then you're home free. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you, Walter. Dale, thanks for calling. Okay. Thank you, sir. It's 845. Carol's turn comes up. Carol's in Marietta, and she joins us on Lawn and Garden. Carol, good morning. Good morning. Hey, um, a few, uh, I guess it was like six weeks ago, I put down some uh, broadleaf weed killer on my zoysia lawn. Yeah. Grass looks pretty good, but um, it, the label says not to use the clippings in the compost, and that's what I've typically done. Mm -hmm. Does that mean forever, or maybe three or four mowings, I can start using those clippings again? There are a couple of chemicals that are used for weed killing now that are a little more persistent in the environment than others. And yeah, if the label says, obviously, you would not put those in the compost pile. I would say that within, what, eight to ten weeks that the zoysia will no longer have anything that would hurt your other plants and you could compost clippings after six, maybe to eight weeks from now. Uh, okay. But not now, certainly. They're, as I say, it's persistent chemicals. You don't want to put those in the compost pile where they might last for a little bit longer. So to be safe, let's don't put them in the compost. Okay. So just wait till end of May or June? I think you'd be fine then. Mid-May okay. mid, mid -May to early June would be fine. Sounds great. Thank you. All right. Thanks for calling, Carol. Bye. Who can we get in here? I know we can get Tracy in here. Tracy, Tracy, let's go. Tracy's on the line from College Park. Hey, Tracy. Yes. I got Santa Rosa plum trees, yeah. and 
something bites a hole in it, and you see where the stuff oozes out. But it tunnels down to the seed, but you cut it open, there's nothing there. Then it kills the plum, and it falls off. Is the hole that's in the plum tiny, tiny, or great, great, great big? Tiny, tiny. Uh, plum curculio. And I won't have to spell that for you. I know, Tracy. It's C-U-R-C-U-L-I-O, curculio. Or some people call it the plum weevil or peach weevil. It is literally that. It is a weevil. It has a real skinny little nose that it sticks down into the plums and sucks the sap out, sucks some juice out. And then because the hole is there, then it all comes out and oozes out of the fruit. So if you go to – I don't have time to do it right now, but if you go to my website, there are some pictures of Cuculio on plums and peaches and some suggestions of ways you can control them. Uh, But that's what you need to do. That's what you have is plum curculio. That'll work. I've been looking on your website, and I couldn't figure out what this was. <laughs> yeah, until you know what it is, I've got to tell. How many articles do I have on that website? They're like 10,000 or something. Yeah, that, know, that, that's not your favorite plum tree. I didn't know yeah, that. And, yeah, <laughs> you probably read that, too. I was going to ask, but didn't want to get into an argument with you. But Santa no, Rosa is not the best plum. <laughs> so anyway, go find out about Plum Curculio, C-U-R-C-U-L-I-O. It'll give you a lot of, of details and some suggestions on how to control it. i got to get out of here, though, Tracy. It is 848, and we're listening to Lawn and Garden. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And time for a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Bottom line, 50% chance of rain all day long, cloudy all day long, just like it is right now, although there will be hours where it's not doing any rain at all. The high in the mid-70s, it's not going to be that cold, certainly throughout the day. Mid-70s, pretty nice. Lows in the low 60s overnight. And your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Luke comes up right this very minute over in Athens in the Classic City. Hey, Luke, good morning. Morning. How can I help? I got an apple tree been in the ground for ten years. It only flowered the first year and this year. Yeah. Uh, what can I do to make it grow? It, it only grows seven feet tall, and then mm. it was just as big as it was when I first put it in the ground. How it's, can I make it grow? I tell you, it sounds to me like it needs fertilizer, Luke. Okay. Um, and he, you know the sequence of things as far as plants' growth goes comes like this. First, if they have leaves, the leaves will send hormones to the stems down the trunk and say, you need to make some flower buds. And then if there's enough leaves to form enough flower buds, the flowers open and flowers hopefully get pollinated. And then the fruit comes after that. And so if a tree doesn't have any leaves to begin with, then it doesn't have any flowers, doesn't have any fruit. And that's why why you fertilize things. So do you remember? It's got a lot of leaves. (laughs) Okay. Well, do you remember how you fertilized it in the last couple of years? Uh, have them fertilized. Ah, see, my instincts were right, Luke. Uh, yeah, you can go over to Kofer uh, Home and Garden and get some just 10, 10, 10. I'm sure they've got that. There are probably some fruit fertilizers that you can find uh, at Kofer and other garden centers around Athens. But whatever the label says, that apple needs that. It needs some fertilizer. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. All right, Luke. It's great talking to you. Thanks for calling. Thank you. By the way, if you just didn't get your question answered today, you have a question about fruit trees or grass or flowers or things like that, I have got a lot of stuff on my website. Just look it up. 
Look it up. Go to WalterReeves.com in the search line. Use one or two words like apple spots or apple flowers or tomato warmth or something like that. And you get all sorts of information that I put down there strictly for me to remember what I've said about a certain topic in the last couple of years, and you can use it too. It's been a great Saturday morning and made greatest by the lovely, the talented Miss Ashley Frasca, who screened our calls this morning, answered a lot of calls off the air. Scott Maxson chose our music and made sure that we were on the air the entire time. Ashton Ritchie from the Scots Company was here with us. I do appreciate him being here as well. Remember, at my website, you can join uh, Facebook and follow me. Follow me on my fan page. Join me at Twitter at Walter Reeves there or subscribe to our email newsletter. We'll see you right here at News Talk WSB next Saturday morning. Have a great weekend and a great week.